Six is gonna have to be a lot, lot the best. The two, I think it's gonna be the two, folks. Oh, oh, oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. He's right. <laughs> look at this. You would think the two, the two, oh, look at the six. Look at the six. Oh no, you're mine. Oh, oh. <laughs> there were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared Who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it Started a website where players go to see all their picks The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga And all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared. I'm Magic. And this is Blakers Off. What is up? Tournament huzzah! <laughs> Man, I was waiting for it. I knew. I had it all set up, and you know what? You, you lived up to the hype, my friend. I teed it up, and well done. I love it. I have no idea if that, I'm sorry if that blew out anybody's speakers. I never yell. So if that suddenly blew out your speakers or something, I, I apologize. Send the bill to the racing dudes. We'll, uh, we'll take care of that for you. Well, we just alerted everybody by, if everybody just tuned in, like, nope, it's not Halterman. It is magic. Magic has joined us. Aaron Halterman is out in Vegas on some sort of wrestling excursion. So uh, I know, right? So I got the, I got the next best thing here. Magic. Uh, how you doing, man? It's a big step down. Next best thing. But hey, I'm happy to be here. Um, and it's so nice that uh, a race that I just, I didn't want to talk about once and I get to talk about for the third time this week. I listen, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got my Kleenex handy. So if, if, you know, my heart breaking over Epicenter losing the Preakness, uh, I'm prepared for it this show. But no, it's going to be fun. We've got a combination blinkers off, lots of races to cover, and then the tournament challenge as well that's been going on. Uh, let's just not talk about how I'm doing that. You're doing well. Let's talk about you. You're doing great <laughs> in this tournament. Yeah, I'm sitting here in... Uh... Sixth place, so just needed three races left in Santinia. So yeah, if you guys are if you're if you're bleakers off people and you're listening to this, what's happening is we do a tournament challenge. We mentioned this on a lot of our shows. At the end, uh, uh, we do a, a racing dudes tournament challenge where we we basically if you are a premium subscriber, you get you can play in these tournaments and play against myself and play against Magic and Halterman and Samich and uh, Miranda, everyone you know, all the team. And then of course, if you're a subscriber, you can play with us and. We do this bi-weekly. It's on horsetourneys.com. You get cash prizes. You get $150 cash credit or uh, site credit to Horse Tourneys as a winner. So it's just a fun way to kind of, you know, dip your toes uh, in the tournament uh, play. We've had a lot of people that have started playing tournaments based off of this. And, yeah, I mean, right now, uh, top three is in the money, and I'm in six. I've been I've had a few big uh, horses, that, one big one that won. I've had a few place horses that uh, – have gotten me going here, but I three races left, so we're going to be kind of coming back and forth intermittently, intermediately, at these last three races at Santa Anita as we do blinkers off. So you get the regular blinkers off. You're also going to get the tournament challenge uh, updates as well. So yeah, um, let's see. Let me scroll down. Hang on, scrolling. 
scrolling mm-hmm. scroll oh there you are magic what what's go? what happened 27th place 27th of 29th. First of all, before we get on that, I'm tied for 24th with three other people is where I'm at there. Um, but I well, want to say a couple of things I noticed. We still have three races left. And un- this is the first time, Jared, that we've ever had, we've been this deep in and everyone has money. There's always been like one poor soul that has like maybe a dollar or nothing at this point. And it's usually Dr. Tang. And he was smart enough to have two entries. And the second entry is the one that's doing really well. But yeah, you know what, Jared? I really thought after the way the last couple of times went, it was going to be really chalky, uh, so I kind of bet accordingly. And, yeah, this was not the day to try and bet chalk because, uh, as you'll see up here, yeah, you're, you're sitting there sixth, then Dr. Tang, second entry, third, Mike here. Uh, you know, you and Mike are separated by 20 cents here between sixth and seventh, and all it is is one good win in a good place, and that puts you there. And so you're seeing that with a lot of the way the horses, um, the way things have gone. Mark has been at the top of the leaderboard, the only one with three winners so far. So uh, Mark's got that going for him. Yeah, it's a, not a good day for me, but you know what? It's a good day for everybody overall in the community, and that makes me happy, Jared. I'm okay with that. <laughs> what is the deal with... What's the deal with down here? Uh, are these the free picks or something? Besides, everyone just using our... I mean, what? I mean, look at this. Look at Halterman. Uh, you, well, you for, you started off that way, but look at these right here. <laughs> look at Aaron and Brett. Oh, these have to be the picks on the site, right? Is did Halterman just play the free picks on the site? Yes, that's usually what he does. <laughs> I'm um, like, they're identical. I didn't do that. Yeah, if you scroll up me a little bit farther, you'll see me. I I, uh, uh, I have a lot of identical. I didn't pick. No, I just handicapped it that way. So I handicapped the same as Aaron, and that's probably why Aaron's down. You know, listen, Aaron is having an amazing time all week with his wife. Much needed vacation for him. Uh, he's not focusing on tournament horses, right? He doesn't care about that. He cares about wrestling right now. Uh, yeah, he does not give two shits about this tournament happening right now. Yeah, so you look here, uh, Mark sitting here. Okay, so we we have six minutes. Let's see, what do we got? Yeah, six minutes to post for race seven at Santita. And as you can see, Mark, the leader, has the one who's sitting there at 26 to one. So, yeah, um, Shoddy, yeah, if the one wins, like, see, you know, first place can be goodbye. And maybe second place because Samich, our boy Samich, has the one as well. So if the one does win here, um, even a second place race effort makes separates uh, Mark even further. Let's see what kind of fives, a lot of fives on there, but the, you know the five is your six to five favorites. So that won't do much damage. Uh, I've I've got the uh, the four uh, at five to one. So really, anyone but the five here, it certainly shakes things up. And obviously, if the one wins, it's we're in trouble. I'm in trouble. Luckily for me, um, not only do I have the five sitting in 27th and the five is a favorite, but I'm blocked by about half the field ahead of me here, too. So not not a lot of movement there. Aaron, hey, wait, why? Reporting live from Vegas, that doesn't make sense because there's literally a live show happening right now. He's he's there, right? Like it's literally on television live right now that he's in the audience for. I don't know why he's doing this. That's That's devotion, folks. That's just the shit that, you know, it, that he is, you know, like he shows up whenever, even whenever he's at, you know, that's, that's the dedication that Aaron Alterman has. Little, little smack talk between champions. Manu has won and Dr. Miranda has won and Dr. Miranda just wasn't in it this week. She's busy, man. Manu hey. already throwing shade at her for not being in the tournament. Don't put that on me. I, I sent her the, I was like, I sent it immediately. As soon as I got the invite, I sent it to her because <laughs> I didn't want to forget. And I, you know, I, so don't put that on me. Um, all right, so yeah, I hate to do this to you, Magic. We're gonna talk. 
we're gonna put a bow on the so this would be a good experience for you because this is like officially <laughs> the last racing dudes uh you know related content that's gonna be talking about the preakness so this is, allows you to kind of air it all out finish it off and then we could just put a bow on it bury it and we never have to talk about it again well, first of all, I'm happy that I've made my mother a lot of good money in the Triple Crown season. She has me made one bet at the Derby before, and it's on Epicenter to show, and then she rolls that into early voting across the board in the Preakness. So, uh, and her, she said, listen, I watched your videos on your YouTube channel, and if you go back and watch, there were a couple of videos where I had said, for the Preakness, if you don't play Epicenter, early voting is the one you should be playing because so many trends, Jared, you and our big trend people, they were all pointing towards early voting. It was, you know, the new shooter angle. Uh, you had, um, was it coming out of the Derby? You had a horse that uh, could handle being on the front end but was tactical. Um, you had a smart rider in Jose Ortiz. Uh, I was just, you know, from my heart having been invested in Epicenter since December, and you know this from following the game for so long, that, uh, you know, you guys had Pharaoh. You know, you knew Pharaoh from when he was two years old, uh, but he had a little bit more fanfare than Epicenter, right? But still, like, you, for them to, at two years old in December, to even make the gate on the first Saturday of May in the Kentucky Derby is like an almost insurmountable task, let alone for Epicenter to be the favorite in that, and then, you know, for him to lose in the way that he did. And then the Preakness, it's like all signs point to this is like, you know, not, not that he is Curlin um, in terms of greatness, but the way that Curlin had been campaigning brought up and how he lost the Derby, we're going right back to the Preakness, and he's going to get revenge. And, and, you know, for a jockey that I love so much to just, you know, not have given the ride that I would have and a lot of us wanted to have, um, I think that's what's heartbreaking about it, Jared. Like, if, if he gets the great ride and he sets up with early voting and they throw down in the stretch and early voting is still the better horse and wins, I mean, I'm mad that I lost money, but we saw an awesome horse race. We didn't – Epicenter didn't get a chance to show um, if he was good enough to be early voting. And so, you know, we're going to have to wait until I think the Traverse probably for that matchup, which is a little unfortunate, but – you know, looking back on it, yeah, the, the signs all pointed up uh, early voting as the winner because I said it in a lot of videos, but I just was so invested in Epicenter and, and really just thought that all signs pointed to him just winning the Preakness uh, kind of the way early voting did. Yeah, that's that's how that went. We'll we'll, uh, we'll get into this a little bit closer. But, you know, I, I wanted to at least make sure you were aware that I didn't do this <laughs> uh, on purpose to you. Um, you just ha so happened to be that – this all worked out. Hey, look, great news. My girl Van Zant. Yes, Paige Van Zant. Big fan of her, even before wrestling. So, I mean, I don't like her because of wrestling. I like her despite her wrestling. Oh, no, Aaron's I'm just breaking no. news. There must have been a new uh, a new match thrown down for the pay-per-view on Sunday. So Dr. Tang says Jared has lots of girls. Well, that's not it's not totally what's a lot. A lot is yeah. a lot to to different people. Well, a lot is a lot if you're married and have kids, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, two is a lot. Two is actually two <laughs> is too much at that two point. Two is well, if you're married, two is too much. Uh, Shoddy. Oh, oh you got sorry, it. you just got the same thing. Thank I'm you. I'm taking that five dollars though, so you know he won't. He can buy his own beer. But <laughs> well, listen, Jared buys. The, the company pays for plenty of alcohol when we go on trips together, so we'll just throw that into the fund. We need the write-offs for all our lost our lost bets, so that we we have to pay for everything with the business card uh, to make sure we can get those write-offs at the end of the year. All right, we're All going right, to the so game. So they're loading. Yes, yep. let's. We will watch this, uh, and then we'll get into. Uh, <laughs> My we'll mother-in-law knew that Joel Rosario was going to screw it up. You're right; she did. She's watched long enough. She knows that we call him the bell curve. So, it's so bad that she knew it. We didn't. 
Uh, <laughs> oh go. boy, how bad is the five now? Is if is the five really four to five four here? Five. So. Jeez. I mean, she's so. fast. She'll come out gunning if she breaks clean. But. Uh, nope. Nope, nope. She's going back. I see the. I see the silks. They're not. Uh, still in the middle there. Come on. Jeez, what are you doing with this five, Bays? Man, who did you have in here, Jared? Uh, I've got the four. I didn't love this race. I, I, yeah. Well, the good news is the 25 to one shot one is dropping out pretty badly. So My my four is going to hurt the one, it looks like, and they're both going to be hurt by it. So that's great. Um, one, one is actually not, hurt, hurt. Yeah, sorry. I did not know that he's that. Well, oh, no, no actually, I, it was a bad step. Okay. that was. I was like, that's Come on with this four. Dude, your four is looking good here. Come on. Have uh, something left. Yep. I the four if you, yeah. Come on. Come on, four. Come on. That's Come on. Four. Come on, four. You Come got on. this one. Come on. Finish it. There you go. There you go. Nice one, Jared. Yeah. Very nice. Woo! We're gonna go four six. So you're gonna get a what five to one over a six to one. You're gonna get a great place payout on that as well. Yeah. Fours and sixes. All right. Let's move up that leaderboard. Let's go to one. Dr. Tang had uh, no one six. ahead of me. Had, no one ahead of me had the four. Come on, baby. That should be. Yep, that's gonna put you. That's gonna put you first. Dr. Two races Tang, left. Come on. Dr. Tang should be second. John Ann is gonna move up to uh, probably fourth. It looks like. Boy, we're gonna get. We're gonna get a lot of good movement. David Feldman, former champion, uh, is gonna move up. He had the six there. Ken Falk had the four. That's the only other four. In the group here. Aaron Halterman had the six. See, I should have stuck with the free picks on the site. That would have helped. <laughs> six was six to one. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. That five, uh, when she missed the break, when she didn't get the lead, it was all over. That was her only way of... I think a lot of us picked the five thing, and she was just going to run them off their feet, and she didn't break. Yeah, I didn't... Uh, you know, taking that short of a price in terms... Of course, it's hard to t it's hard to do that when you, do you don't know what the odds... You don't ever imagine that horse can be bet down to... Well, hell, she was four to, or four to five when they entered the gate. So, yeah, um, even money. But, yeah, you, you, you would never have played that horse if it was a live tournament. I, I really thought that the five – I'm sorry, the six would have taken a little bit more money than she did in that spot. I don't know. I That's don't the know. funny oh, well. part about tournaments. I didn't even love this race. I went on, laying on the four to take a shot and – there you go. So that was a great ride from uh, from Jose Valdivia Jr. He doesn't usually get the horses that show his talent level. He's a really good rider, and uh, he saved a lot of ground. And I think Jared, you and I saw him, saw her at the same time because I heard you say the four, and uh, she was making a great move, and he tipped her out, and she responded perfectly, and it was yeah. a great uh, great pick there. He made things. I, I she did. He did make that, and he had to kind of get that real get a little lucky on that real run, make sure that. But once he tipped out, it was like, well, as long as he's got a horse. Um, she'll be dangerous, and luckily the ones that she was trying to run down uh, weren't that great. So, all right, we'll be back. We'll be at two races left. The last two at Santina. We'll be back for those coming up. But today's show, we're going to recap early voting. Early voting, sorry, Magic uh, win in the 2022 Preak Mistakes, and provide, of course, continued coverage for these last races in the Racing Dudes Tournament Challenge. We're also going to give rapid-fire selections for the greatest stakes action this holiday weekend at Churchill Downs and Santa Park, including, that's right, you think the Triple Crown is what we talked about, but the Breeders' Cup, a Woo! Shoemaker Mile. The Breeders' Cup officially getting started in the uh, in States action. The win you're in Challenge Series event on Monday for the FanDuel Mile. Let's go!
and they're into the stretch. And it's early voting who comes into the final furlong with a three-length lead. Secret Oath is second. Epicenter is on the rail. Behind them, Creative Minister. Then it's Armagnac. It is early voting, reaching for the wire. Epicenter closing on the inside. Early voting, Epicenter. Early voting comes inside and wins it. He wins the Preakness by a length and a half. Preakness 147 is a wrap. And no person in the world is happier to say it is a wrap than the guy I'm with here today. Uh, Magic, we've got... Okay, so like you kind of alluded to it. We all watch this. Obviously, if you guys watch the live stream with us, appreciate it. Um, he, he just, you know, early voting, got the dream trip of trips, was the new shooter, had nothing go wrong. Or epicenter had everything, you know, was not the fresh horse. Not to say, I'm not going to make that excuse, like that is a reasonable excuse. I mean, I think he ran well, um, considering, but just the absolute worst trip ran huge ran up to get second this horse was second to last and that by the way the other horse that you're you know had a big shot secret oath was last as they entered the first turn and then you just knew from there that these horses were going to have to be much the best and, and and frankly with with epicenter he showed up he still ran his race but you needed early voting to you needed those horses to not get the dream trip and the perfect situation which they did and unfortunately he just is not going to beat early voting when you get that kind of um kind of trip so i i'm at the point i'll be nicer since you're on here but if i when i was when i was thinking about this show earlier this week with i was thinking it was gonna be with halterman i'm like this can this this can this horse win a big race epicenter i mean at this point can do we just key him in second because, listen, this race you can make an excuse for. He should have won the Derby. I mean, it's just he, he's a frustrating horse, and I, I can tell you're frustrated with him. <laughs> so at what point do you like, how do you how do you have any confidence betting him to win? I Now, granted, these, you know, and, and let's, let's be clear, now that all of a sudden the, like, the grade two thing might be coming into play. Is he a grade one horse? I hate to say, I, I, I don't necessarily think that, but is he? Yeah, I think he's going to win one of these. I think he's going to win one of these three-year-old races. Here's the thing. I think that um, with the Preakness, despite the bad trip, if he's good enough, if he's really like an elite, elite horse, if he's an essential quality, for example, um, he runs early voting down, I think. Because early voting, uh, you brought it up in the preview for the Preakness when you're talking about him, that you know, at a mile and an eighth, he got a little leg-weary more than once. And he looked leg-weary at a mile and three-sixteenths here. And they're talking about Travers for him next. And to me, if I'm Chad Brown and I have two horses, Zandon in early voting, and I'm looking, Haskell at a mile and an eighth, Travers in a mile and a quarter, like if, if I have to split them up here, Zandon's going a mile and a quarter because I saw him do that in the Kentucky Derby and he almost beat Epicenter and he was really damn good at it. Um, early voting here, I think a mile and an eighth to Haskell, I think is the right spot for him. Um, if he goes Travers, I think he's beatable. I don't, I just don't think that, you know, right now he's at that level. You know, we, if, if they keep him racing at age four, he's by gun runner. He's out of a tis now mayor. All the signs say this could be an elite handicapper at age four. He's just not at that point yet for me. Uh, but based off of that, epicenter to me right now, I, I think, yeah, Haskell Travers, I think he can definitely win one of those races. But it's things are going to have to fall in line for him. And, and going back to my point about Essential Quality or Hot Rod Charlie or, you know, Mandaloon, Medina Spirit, uh, 
he's not one of those three-year-olds that I think can go to the Breeders' Cup and be a contender in the Classic. You know, you look at who he's going to have to face from the older crowd. I think Epicenter needs to take a massive step forward. Um, you know, j just show us that you can get that grade one win, and then maybe I'll consider you in the Classic. I, I, I for the, to be clear, I do think he is a grade one horse, but it's a fair question. I don't, I don't think he is yet, and here's why. Like, I, he runs. He's a very like he might be the most consistent horse of any horse running right now. He runs his race every time. We and we've and even even proved even more so uh, in the Preakness that he's so so far out of it, and he still you know has to run up the rail. And I mean, he makes his run. He just needs things to go perfectly for him in order to win. Well, I, I say that maybe not because you know how per, how much more perfect could you have gotten in the Derby? I mean, he got the really nice trip. Maybe you could argue Rosario went a little early. Um, but my point is, I think that he needs like it, for him to win a Grade One somewhere down the road. It's going to have to take a situation where he runs that baseline race and no one else pops. That's the that's the issue. Bridge Strike popped. Early voting popped. You know what I mean? So like if the like he's never like at, to to your point, he's not there yet to make that leap to get to a Breeders' Cup Classic kind of race or something. No, I think you know all things. He should be right eventually. Maybe next year, the four-year-old or something. Um, you know, obviously we know uh, with Gunrunner, right? Took him a little time uh, to to kind of get to be a, a super horse. He was not a super horse at three. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like he's a bad horse. I just don't know. Like for me personally, I'm gonna have a hard time if he does enter the Haskell or the Travers pick playing him just not because I don't think he's a good horse. I'll key him everywhere, but maybe not in the first spot, just because it's like, if you think one of those horses can pop and he, obviously you never would have got to rich strike, right. <laughs> you know, uh, but early voting, you got to that, you yeah. know, yeah, that's, you can see how that could have happened. Um, that's the fear. I'm, I'm kind of burned out on him just a tad, just from, it's like, dude, what if, to be a good, good horse, you got to win one of these, hmm. right. Yep. And maybe and I, he, he proves it this summer, but as of right now, he hasn't. And the odds are going to kind of dictate, I think, how a lot of people play. And it's going to make people weary to play him, right? Because he goes to uh, the Jim Dandy or the Haskell next. It doesn't matter who he's facing. He's 7-5, 8-5, you know? He goes to the Travers, 2-1. Like, you know, he's going to still be short-priced unless somebody suddenly pops out of this crop that just makes you go, holy shit, that's the new best one. So it's, you know, you're going to have to worry about that, too. He's going to be that horse where if you're looking at multis, man, do I single episode? Like, Mike and I singled him in, in the, the Preakness in the Pimlico pick five because we're like, well, he's going to be a short price. We think he's playable here, and you could go with early voting, but so many people are going to single epicenter. If you thought he was going to win, you have to single him or completely chuck him. So uh, mm -hmm. it's going to make for fun discussions. We're going to have lots of headaches from handicapping, I think, but it'll at least he, be fun. He certainly has the makings, right, of being a horse that gives you headaches. You know, like, because if he does figure it out, or not even say figure it out, if he just gets to the next level, then yeah, I mean, because he's a very good horse and he's very professional. He, like, he showed that he, like, he's what you want from a horse, you know, in terms of he, he handles himself. He, you look at the track, you're like, holy shit, that horse is, he looks unbelievable. Um, he showed that in a, in a 20 horse field, drawing inside, he still managed to get the good trip and make his run. Preakness, didn't go well with way back, still made his run. So it's like, he's what you want. It's just, you need to see another, you know, another kind of another gear from him in order to get 
him over the I don't want to sound like I'm like talking shit on him because I think he's an awesome horse, but um it's just a point where you 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 get burned enough by him where you're just like, ah, really? You know, like can I really pick you again? Um because you almost feel like you know how like he, he'll show up. And I guess that's the thing. If if he does draw like some sort of weak field in the Haskell, if that's where they go, to, or the Travers will be even more difficult, then you can maybe take a case or if maybe say if it's a lonely type situation or something, then maybe he goes out there. But it, if you're sitting there, at, like I'm trying to think of a horse. Um, okay, what about uh, Zandon? If Zandon and him match up in the in the in the Travers, mm-hmm. who you, who would you pick? And mind you, our boy, our boy's on Zandon, not on not on Epicenter. The, you know what's funny about that real quick is uh, John Lee's asked me, because we're both like the epicenter fanboy since December, and uh, he was like, all right, so if it's Rosario is the problem, who would you put on him? I was like, I mean, it's Pratt. That's a real question. He's like, no, no, Pratt's on Zandon. No, I mean, if I'm going to pick anybody, I want Pratt on there. Um, price-wise, Jared, what you're looking at there is uh, an interesting scenario because Zandon will be, well... Do you think he'd be the better price? I think he would be because you've seen Epicenter finish second in the Preakness, but then there's going to be people who, like you, they've been burned out on him, and maybe they just decide that isn't for me. I don't want to play that horse anymore. So um, I think at that point, this you know, a cop-out, the, the betting is going to make me kind of decide that one with the odds are. If the odds are similar, I'm going to go with Epicenter because he's a little more tactical than what we've seen from Zandon. Um, Zandon, Zandon can be tactical, but uh, to me, Epicenter is a little more push-button. So... Going about a quarter, that's where I would go. But I, I don't know price wise. What, what do you who do you think is going to be favored in that spot? You would. I still think Epicenter would be just because, like, well, shit, he still beat Zandon in the Derby. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to talk about, and like, yeah, we got to see it one more time with Epicenter. But Zandon ever had maybe Zandon had maybe every chance to win more so than Epicenter. I mean, he got the perfect trip in the Derby, and he still couldn't get the job done. So. You talk about burning money, Zandon did it too um, in the Derby. You know, both those horses you think you could argue could have, should have won. So, to me, I think Epicenter is done enough to where he'll still, I mean, it's not like, and I think the bad trip, you know, the combination of a lot of, like, yeah, Brett, like a lot of people with the, well, if he had a better trip or a better rider, he would have won. So, play that. And my argument to that, and, and I, I do think that's probably right. I mean, obviously, we had a bunch of money on him, so I wish it was right. But, uh, it, it, he's still like from a numbers perspective, he ran the, he, that's what I'm talking about. Baseline, he runs his, he ran his pretty what he runs at all. Of them, you know what I mean? Regardless of that trip, he still ran a very normal race for him in terms of the numbers. So, I don't know. I mean, a better trip, obviously. I wish whenever they broke Rosario would have been a little more aggressive with getting some sort of placement. Um, I don't know why he did chose to do that. Like, ride him like he was 20 links best i don't know it's like if you think he's the best horse get your place and just get in position in the the first turn i i don't know what he was thinking um and to be fair there was a little bit of race riding maybe with his brother irad on jose as far as making sure you know the seven got out there and kind of pinched him off a little bit but you know it regardless of that it's like dude if you want to get your position rosario you got to find your position and get in it. He, uh, Mike Samich made a great point on Magic Mike when we were talking about uh, the Preakness on Monday that 
the difference between Rosario and Pratt, the main difference is that when it's a snap decision in the middle of a race, when you cannot think, you just have to do instinctually, that's where Rosario gets beat. When Rosario has to adjust on the fly because the horse didn't break alertly and Skippy Longstocking is suddenly on your outside when you didn't think that, and the horses are jostling, Rosario froze and thought about it, and because of that, the horse ended up getting jostled back, whereas a, a rider like a Pratt, and there's other jockeys who could do this too, but Pratt would sense what happened and push him to get him into that position to secure it. Uh, Dennis, I think it's a little crazy to suggest Florent Giroux. Um, he is not everybody's favorite jockey in the world anymore, but Giroux did that with Gunrunner, right? Like That was something that he could get Gunrunner out. Even if Gunrunner was maybe a half a step off, Giroux got him out and got him in position and knew what to do. Gaffleone, I think, is a really great suggestion as well. Tyler Gaffleone is riding his absolute ass off, and I love him. Uh, he's like number three. It's like Pratt, Rosario, and when I'm mad at Rosario, uh, I go to Gaffleone. <laughs> I like T. Gaff. He's, my, I, he's like my third favorite guy, I think, yep. maybe. Um, I like him better than Flo. I'll put it. I, I like Flo too. But as far as I, I love when a guy and T Gaff's on a horse of mine. So, um, because he's a, and I think I like T Gaff on both, right? On dirt, dirt and and turf. That's, yeah. that's the other thing. He's a great writer of both, and so is Pratt, um, obviously as well. All right. Um, epicenter we talked enough about clearly. Early voting. I want to just real quick pivot to that. It, do you think is is he cloud computing two point Like, and, and what I mean by that is. Is he go? Is this a horse that you like moving forward, or is this more of a situation like, you know, Chad, you know, campaigned him absolutely perfectly, decided to skip the Derby, run here, be fresh. It worked. That worked for cloud computing. We know how that worked out for cloud computing. After he was awful, I saw him in person at the at, at Saratoga, and he was so bad. So was always dreaming. Um, so what? What, what do you think? Do you, do you take him seriously, or is this a case of like perfect trip, perfect situation? Um, I think that the the comparisons can end with these two horses now because if you look at the breeding, first of all, you can argue Chad Brown learned from cloud computing. Uh, you know, maybe after you go uh, main special weight, Wither Stakes, Wood Memorial, Preakness, like you go bam, 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 bam. Don't go right into the Jim Dandy and then right to the Travers. Like you know, <laughs> maybe maybe pick one. Maybe pick one, maybe spot him, maybe take it easy. But also, uh, back to the breeding with um, with early voting, Gunrunner and Tiz now, both until they were five, were fantastic. Right? Tiz now the only horse to win the Breeders' Cup Classic twice at age four and age five. Cloud Computing Sire was McLean's music, who is notorious for having the highest buyer ever for a debut effort, and the horse never ran again because he was made of glass and duct tape. So uh, McLean's music courses are usually pretty fast. They don't usually last very long. So cloud computing, you saw that. I forgot, Jared, that he actually raced twice at age four. I thought the Traverse was it. I thought they were like, all right, never mind, uh, pull him. No, they tried the Westchester. He was fourth. And then he was seventh in an optional claiming event at Aqueduct. And they went, okay, maybe we should have just stopped at age three. <laughs> he was last of seven trying to go a mile on the dirt at Aqueduct. That's that's bad. That's that's when you know it's time to <laughs> it's it's time to stop when you wow. when you can't do that. That's, yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I I'm with, I I don't think he's cloud computing to be clear. And, and honestly, I think he learned. They kind of he alluded to that after the fact. Chad did um, that. He thought he like would like to have a target better than being on the lead. And I think he obviously learned that that's very much a case here where he got a target with early voting. And then you know was able to to run well late. So he he's very an interesting one, I think, and one that I'm still on the kind of he needs to prove it again 
Um, but he certainly, uh, I think he'll be there with a lot of these horses in terms of, you know, the summer, the big summer races, the Haskell Travers, those kind of races. Um, creative minister. I was just about to talk about him. Shoddy creative minister was rolling up, interested to see him in the Belmont. So creative minister, the new shooter, the really new shooter, you know, trying, uh, stakes for this first time, kind of the late last minute addition, uh, so to speak for uh, McPeak. Yeah. Got up there for third, uh, you know, he, he beat secret oath and you know, you know, civilization really, you can, didn't run, um, point, you know, pretty much, but credit minister was the best of the rest. He was not close to epicenter early voting, but I, I thought it was a good effort. I thought he fit in a little bit. He fits in with the rest of these kind of lower level of the, of these big you know, running these prep races or the uh, triple crown races. But I will say this is, yeah, he's pointing towards Belmont and let's not forget He's now a horse that's going to run. Now he didn't run the Derby, but he ran on Derby Day. He's going to be a horse that's running in five races in three weeks, uh, or three races in five weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, same same thing, right? It's going to change eventually, right? Anyways, it, right? it's going to be five races in three months. If that's maybe that's where you were thinking that because yeah, he debuted yeah, exactly. in March and hasn't missed a, a start since then. So creative minister um, sounds like Belmont. Not a shock that they're choosing to do that, but. I still, I think he's another kind of underneath play. Yeah, for the Belmont, my concern with him a little bit moving long term is what you just talked about is is just how often he's being run so much, uh, so soon. Um, and it's Kenny McPeak. You know, he's uh, when he's got a horse, he's kind of like D Wayne, where he'll just keep them if they're if they're sound at the time, he'll keep them going. But we saw Swiss Skydiver. Um, you know, she she was off and on at age four. You know, she won the Beholder Mile, but she struggled a little bit at times. So, Creative Minister is fun. Um, I think Belmont, uh, depending on who shows up, I'm afraid he might be unplayable uh, as a price because I think you got ten to one here on him. If people are going to say, "Hey, look, he got second or third to a couple really great horses, and he beat the Kentucky Oaks horse," but if you compare him to who he's facing here versus the Belmont, uh, who the probables are from that video you did, uh, to me, Jared, I just don't know. I I think that the, you know play him cautiously to win because i think his price will be a little too short yeah um no he's not uh whoever someone said it uh zandon is not gonna run in Belmont, so um he's out uh you, so you're probably gonna wait to see him this summer as well so yeah i mean uh, right now you basically if you go i did a video um and just you know mute it if you don't like the music right that's fine <laughs> Uh, this video for the Belmont contenders and it's like everyone loves it and then it's like this isn't a rap video like turn it down I was like dude you might be 100 years old but anyways uh, Cooch, uh, Howling Time's been added so there's that uh, Coocher Golden Glider Skippy Longstocking Barber Road these are all possibles or probables Barber Road Creative Minister Nest is possible Ethereal Road uh, We the People Rich Strike the Derby winner uh and modonigal so those are your those are your threats it's not a you know as i went through and did that video and kind of looked it's like it's ne- definitely not like a star power race but it, it is an interesting one obviously having rich strike in the race makes it even more interesting and it's competitive i mean all these horses like rich strike and modonigal ethereal road now throw his name in the mix barber road um these horses that like to come from you know two miles out of it and then you've got we the people who was awesome in kind of his his kind of rebound after the Arkansas Derby and the Peter Pan. So, yeah, I think there's some intrigue to it, and I think you're going to get fair prices on all the horses you like. You won't get 80-1 to on a rich strike, but you 
But you know, well, no, he won't be there. You said I was going to get horses, good prices, and all the horses I like. So that don't talk about Rich Strike. I don't like the horse. We don't well, like hey, him over it, at RacingDudes.com. Remember, <laughs> it's not a good story for horse racing. Oh geez, don't even start. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, to be fair, anything is possible because you got thirteen to one on Fenwick in the in the Preakness. So there's no telling what you might get on these horses in the Belmont. That was that was truly the the craziest of crazy. I can't. Yeah, Ness, Ness to the Belmont is interesting. They said that she's gonna they're gonna let her training decide it, but they worked her with Mo Donegal today, and I think today, and it uh, seemed like she held her own pretty well. So, uh, yeah, you know, Pletcher's done it before. I don't love the move. I don't hate it either. She's, you know, you watch her race in the Oaks. She's just kind of one of those grinders that just kind of keeps on coming, keeps on coming. And I don't know. I think she, I don't think she could, I'd be surprised if she won. I mean, um, but I don't necessarily hate the, the move there. No, I mean, you could get grade one placing against the boys. I mean, Secret Oath did that in the Arkansas Derby, right? Yes, Truth Expo. Yes. Uh, Rich Strike, Mo Donegal, Nest, and Barbara Road are all in the race. Hey, you know what, Shoddy? You, you, if you didn't watch the video, I kind of gave you a nice. No, I didn't give you a nice, but I did give a like. A, I was like, hey, I said, I think I said something like, "What this horse lacks in ability, he makes up for in heart." And I was like, that's kind of a little bit of a like, kind of a, a, a backhand, a little bit, but at the same time, like he does have a ton of heart. Look, go watch the uh, the Derby. Him and uh, Mo Donegal were flying late down the outside, and Mo Donegal finished him, but. You know, for a horse that has not been close to winning a race this year, uh, he, he kind of shows up in all of them. With this, I'm going to say I respectfully disagree. Two big ownership groups, Mo Donegal, Donegal Racing, and then Eclipse Thoroughbreds owns Nest. Uh, Aaron Wellman of Eclipse Thoroughbreds will let his horse be used for someone else's good for nobody. He does not let that happen. So uh, it, it, if Nest goes to the Belmont, it's not because uh, they're using it for Mo Donegal. Aaron Wellman wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah uh hey we've got a special guest here and we've got a couple minutes to post you want to bring him in and talk about it yeah. nick sievers nick welcome to the show yeah i just kind of dodged on three in there buddy uh nick if you've been watching uh the racing dudes youtube in the live chats for a while nick's been part of it and part of the team so happy to have you on the live show for the first time buddy thanks you guys won the 26th place in the tournament it's good you know <laughs> get the people at the bottom dr tang's out there anymore so you gotta get somebody else apparently Listen, I went for a chalky day, and this is kind of what happens. We, uh, we've got two minutes to post here. Uh, Jared, kick things off here. Race 8 at Santa Anita. Uh, the tournament leader has the number two horse at 9-2. to two. How are <laughs> you feeling? Well, hey, at, sitting there at 9-2 to two currently. Uh, five have been floating around between 9-2. to five. I, I feel like if I win, I'm, now I'm really regretting. I took shots in the last three races at, at Santa Anita here. I'm like, I wish I would have got a little more chalkier. Uh, now that I have the lead, but listen, I, I think this is, I, I'm born happy to play against the five here. I like the two um, here quite a bit at this, at this price. If I can win this, uh, I think I might secure myself because I don't think uh, Brett, he's about, but he's like almost $20 below me as the two. So I would separate oh, wow. myself well if I could get this one home. Yeah, the uh, the top five right now you're separated by nine fifty, but we've got a two, an eight, two threes, and a seven. And uh, Nick, you went with the eight. Talk to us a little bit about what you think about the eight horse here, uh, Hot Rod Ride, five to two. 
Well, you're playing made in California breads, so it's really <laughs> shot in the dark. Like you know, that, you can know, know whatever you want. Cal-breads. Sorry, even better. I, the, the, it closed last race against the three, right, or the five. So it it actually made up ground, which made sense to me. Like, well, it ran a mile last time. It's gonna run a mile again. Kind of closed into a somewhat slow pace. Well, very slow, but kind of slow for maiden claimers for California bread. So it kind of made sense. I was hoping to get better than five to two at three to one. I was hoping it would go up, but um, I played all chalk because every week I've played trying to swing for the fences and I keep missing. And this week I played the chalk and I, I missed again. So, um, yep. you know, depending on which week, week I'm going, we'll make sure we go the opposite way. So I'll, next week I'll tell you what I'm going to do and then you can do the opposite. And maybe you guys have a shot of winning or Jared well, already does. You know what we need to do? We just need to go two entries and one with your chalk feeling and one with your long shots. And you got like a 50% shot to be competitive. <laughs> well, that's when all the nine of twos will come in. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's starting to see more and more uh, entries. Even Dr. Tang got in on the action this week and put in two entries. So it seems like it's uh, it's helping people um, in terms of playing that. When you have a, you know, a field size of 30 or so like we have here, it's – it, it just obviously increases your chances of in of playing that. Some people like to play. Uh, I know Samich likes to play too, if you can, obviously in the big ones. Um, but I'm start. I'm looking through here, and I see like one, two, three, four, maybe four of the people that have double entries, four or five. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Was it last time or two times ago? We had multiple. Last time we had multiple triple entries. So. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you get basically $300 in, in, uh, to win the thing, and it costs $10 to enter, so you play 20 bucks and shit. I mean, still a good return, double your, double your chance of hitting this thing. So, all right, uh, they're in the gate. Come on, this two. Two for Jared, eight for Mark, and for Nick, and I've got the five who's the favorite and is uh, yeah being pushed very hard to get to the lead in a 50K Calbred maiden claiming race. Oh, boy. This nine's gonna take out half the field. Oh boy, he's okay. Good, he stopped. <laughs> but that nine was just like pointed to the rail. It looked like War of Will in the turn at the Derby. <laughs> All right, your two's on the lead here. Are you feeling pretty good about this spot? Yeah, I, you know, I, this, I, I like this horse. One of the big reasons I played this horse, or put it because I thought the horse might be a lone speed here, and you know, the three's pushing a little more than I would have liked. Um, but the horse, you know. Gate to wire. I was hoping for something like that. So let's uh... now Tyler Bays pushes the horse. Not last race <laughs> yeah. when he had a speed horse guitar sprinting. No, hey. we're not going to push her there. We're going to push a horse going two turns well, on the dirt. This is what you call overcompensating. Well, it is an 0 for 12 maiden, but she has been second seven times. The three actually probably would have been a pretty. Joe's got it in third, and I see well, yeah, Ken and John have the three as well. Not a bad pick if you don't care about. You know, come on, two. Come on, two separate. Oh shit! Who's this on the outside? Nine. It looks like the nine's moving. Sixty to one, though. Come on, you can't let a sixty to one. All right. The five's slipping, so you don't have to worry about the favorite. Dude, he's just sitting chilly on the two. Now I have something left. Yeah. You got a ten-pound uh, bug boy. Well, here's he's the problem. Here's the, what's going on. Well, the problem is, is you got a shitty field behind you, so you, all you gotta do is just finish this race. Oh, watch this rail horse. Oh, Come on, shut close the him off. off. Oh, that's, oh no. Oh Uh-oh. yeah. Well, the three's going to win, and I think your Uh-oh. two is coming down, Jared. Fight back! And look, my eight's closing again, but into fourth again. Fight back, two! Actually, Nick, if you can get this eight up for third, no. Nope. Oh, Jared, I, I don't know if that's going to go very well for oh, you. Oh, come on. That horse just got <laughs> just scared. Don't, don't put the, that on my horse. The jockey was 75% over the rail for multiple steps. Don't put that on my horse. 
<laughs> and was and got beat for fourth. And yeah, look third, at the right? two. The two just gallops out. Nice. Uh, great. Well, we're gonna have a. We're definitely gonna have an inquiry here. I wish I'd had. I shoot. I should have had Frank on for that. That would have been fun. <laughs> that would be hey, a frustrating one. Nick, you watch California racing as much as anybody. Uh, if you're uh, if you're betting on the California stewards, uh, how are you gonna bet that one? It's Friday. It's the second to last race. They're gonna let it go. They five minute inquiry. They're done. They want to get out of there. Hey, California, hey. California, Calbred, maiden claimers. Yeah, no, we're good. No worries. Keep going, guys. We're okay. Who was it? He cut off. Was it the six? Yeah. The problem is that that is he he kept coming you know like you would like to have seen him fade a little bit and then it's like well it wouldn't have mattered really anyways but when you see that kind of mm. re-break not re-break but the kind of re-rally after the trouble it kind of helps mm. you were, now, we'll you say were this, the, two, a... the two finished strong too though so you wanted a a maiden calbred in for a 50k tag going two turns on the dirt to try and re-rally <laughs> <laughs> like Peter Miller's not racing at Santa Anita anymore. That's not happening. Oh shit. That's funny. Richard Baltus is not racing at Santa Anita anymore. But hey, if I can get this home without an inquiry, there was a I, I survived the nose earlier at Woodbine. Um, I mean it was like the nastiest of noses. Luckily I won it for place. It wasn't win. So it's like if I can win this one too, get and not get a DQ here, then it might be a sign that I'm gonna I'm gonna win this thing. Yeah, Who, it, stewards it, inquiry. They just announced who had it. the three. Uh, you're not going to be first either way. No. Jo- Joe's going to pass you. There's Ken a bunch of are going to be close. Ken might pass no. you four to one. Yeah, that's that's not Ken. good. Yeah, Ken's going to pass you. John will be close. Right, so you're going to head on here. Third. Uh, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. He also didn't try to correct him. That's a. Well, it's the coming back out that was the problem, right? Oh, jeez, like I didn't the, realize he came he back out. The rail, and he went back to cut him back off again in the two path, just to ensure he doesn't go around him. Oh, wow. Well, great, Jared. He was trying to win the race for you. He was the, the jockey was on Team Welch. He was trying to get you home. He just couldn't do it. Well, shit. I thought he might win the race before that happened. You know, he, he looked like he could be uh, could hold on here, but then. Yeah, let's see this. Well, he's stretching out from five and a half. I mean, you know, to almost hold on at a mile, that's actually pretty good. When they got the inquiry up on the two, eight, and six. So he comes down on the six. What's the eight doing? What's the, I wonder that? if the six, and the, the six and the eight, I think maybe there's something they have. Oh, right there? No, come on. Um, yeah. Hold on. No, because the eight was coming, and then... Yeah, it, it definitely needs to be put up. In uh, second. Okay, no, I think they're mostly just looking at that, but because it looks like leave it, it's just too complicated. Just leave it alone. <laughs> you know, I don't see a problem with it. No, we'll come back to this. <laughs> uh, well, this hey, a minute. Yeah, this is. I'm going to continue to watch this. Uh, never cared more about a California bred <laughs> maiden claiming place horse in my life. So. <laughs> Well, it's the first of four days, too. It's like, we got four days. They can't fill any of these fields. It's like, yeah, we can yeah, just throw it up there. It's fine. I'm surprised they even ran today. Like, they have, tomorrow, they only have, like, 68 entries on the big stakes day. It's yeah, no, it's not great. Yeah, even though Monday races, which we'll talk about here in just a second, rapid fire, um, you got, I mean, you got a Breeders' Cup win you're in, and it's got, like, six horses in it or something. So, I don't know. Magic. I blame you. <laughs> You out you live out there. Hey man, all right. it's nuts out here. 
All right, time for rapid fire. We uh, we have an inquiry we're waiting on patiently on the on the side here with one race to go in the dudes uh, tournament challenge. But we'll get back to that because we have stakes action to talk on this holiday weekend. We're gonna we're gonna fast forward all the way to Sunday. We have Sunday and Monday racing Santita. Uh, bringing it with a bunch of great stakes action uh, on Sunday. And, of course, we move over to, to the grade ones on on Monday with that winning you're in um, for the Breeders' Cup. So we'll get to that in a second. Let's kick things off. Race three, Sunday, Santita Park, the Daytona Stakes. Grade three, 100K for four-year-olds and up, going to about six and a half furlongs on the turf, on the downhill turf. So, uh, Magic, I'll kick, with, kick off with you. Six-horse field. Eight to five on Brand, nine to five on Burning Turf. Did you go one of those? You got disqualified. Ugh. You know. Yeah, they put him fourth. Hey, so you actually eight. did want him to run for purse money because then you would have been disqualified into the favorite, who I think was the eight, who got kissed into second. That's a bummer. Sorry. We'll come back to that in a second. Anyways, uh, okay. listen, I, it's going to be rapid fire. It's going to be quick. Um, I, it's, this is a really chalky weekend. I'm sorry. You're not going to get too many prices from me here. Uh, topic for me is going to be Brands. Class drop. Jared, he was in the turf sprint at Churchill Downs on Kentucky Oaks Day. John Sadler never ships and does well as the thing. And this horse gets second at 40 to 1. We're not getting that price, but we're also not facing any of those horses like Arrest Me Red, uh, who we had a good showing behind. Uh, this horse did well going six and a half flat in the Siren Lure. Hasn't won going down the hill, but this horse really loves firm turf as well. And as hot as it's been in California, um, Nick, you know this, at least I know you're in NorCal, but down here in SoCal, it's been really dry. We're in a drought. So he's getting the leading rider at the meet now, Juan Hernandez. To me, all signs point to Brand winning this pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, Brand beat um, the one that I like. I Candrell. Candrell. I'm going to talk like Samish, apparently. Um, <laughs> Somebody's got it. Candrell is coming second off of a layoff. He was off for a while. Um, ran poorly that last race, but was three to one. So maybe kind of hope that he has something to go. He was slow pace. Maybe on that second race, he's going to be able to do some of riskfully. Um, really, I'm just trying to play something that is an eight to five because that's kind of boring. So, um, I mean, Brand seems like the most logical to me. Candrell, uh, you know, I'd probably play in a tournament like this because it makes somewhat sense. But yeah, it's it's Brand more than likely. First time on the show, first time making a pick, Jared, and he already insults me. It's a good thing this isn't my show. He already called me boring for picking hey, Brand. We let anything go on Blinkers Off. It does not matter here. <laughs> you know, we we have no rules. <laughs> no one, Magic Sorry. Mike's way too stiff. Um, any any coffin to the mic, you know that's this type I thought of. I thought I muted it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. I went with number one, Burning Turf. This horse, uh, you know, it's like kind of has reawakened since getting back on, uh, getting to I should say the downhill turf. This horse has looked awesome the last two starts, going for four races in a row, four wins in a row, I should say. Kind of a very uh, versatile horse. One wins on dirt, then it goes over to the turf, going six and a half furlongs on that downhill turf at Santa Anita. Back-to-back -back wins and just both efforts come kind of comes off of it. Uh, Drayden Van Dyke has ridden this horse uh, a few times in the past. Last two or two, I should say, the second and third back. Uh, Velasquez rode this horse last time out, but I mean, I, this horse continues to get better on this uh, on this downhill turf, and I like this horse has enough speed early on to kind of be in a, a, a catbird position, not on the lead but very close and versatile enough, and then kind of has that kick late. Um, to get home. So I like the one burning turf, but yeah, I'm with kind of the Halterman. This is, uh, seems like an Halterman. 
I'm so used to just like going through it, be like, I'm with Halterman here. I'm with Magic. That it doesn't You've only like done it 557 times with Aaron, so you know. That is, that is true. That <laughs> is sadly true. Um, I think it's a chalky weekend, so I, I, I'm not going to go stray too far from that at all. Um, all right, let's go to the next race. Race four on Sunday. The Triple Bend Stakes, grade two, 200K, four year olds and up, going seven furlongs, field of six here, and a heavy favorite on the four Brickyard ride, a four to five favorite. Are you chalking out again here, Magic? Oh, absolutely. This horse is so cool. Let me tell you about this instead of telling you why he's going to win because it's so boring. Um, he has stakes, seven stakes wins in his life at Santa Anita. There are seven horses in the history of Santa Anita who have won more stakes than him uh, at the track. Beholder actually is number one with 13. Um, but this could be number eight for him. And it will also make him the first horse in history to ever win five stakes in a single meet at Santa Anita. This horse is awesome. He is lightning fast at one turn on the dirt. Uh, there's nobody in this field that can push him. If nobody pushes him early, it, you can't stop him. Elector is not fast enough to push him. If he tries to go with him, he's going to die in halfway through the turn. Okay. Nick? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Brickyard rides probably the best horse in Southern California at this point. Um, he's ran it, you know, on the dirt, on the turf. He seems to win everything, which isn't saying a whole lot. I mean, the best horse in Northern California is all, you know, in California, like, congratulations. But um, he's probably the best one. Um, so it's hard to imagine him losing. Um, I was going to maybe hope for Elector because I don't like to play four to fives. But again, more than likely Brickyard ride wins and not more than likely I lose because I'm going to try and be cute and beat him. But yeah, I don't see how like Brickyard ride doesn't just run away with this one. Yeah. Going for five straight wins here and really none of them have been close. Uh, just very dominant uh, since kind of this was a horse that loves Santa Anita. Of course, nine wins and 12 starts. I'm, I'm kind of with magic. It's like they're damned. They do damn. They don't. If they, they try to run with them. That's not going to go well. If, if they let them go out, see ya right so he's just gonna cruise so I, to me this is he's just gonna have to not show up and clearly judging on his last four races that's not an issue um he's got a fire to bullet last time out work seems like he's still ready to go so yeah i'm with you with you guys i love the four brickyard ride i think he'll be very tough to beat on sunday all right let's go to race seven the Honeymoon Stakes, race seven on Sunday. The Honeymoon, grade three, 100K for Phillies. Three-year-olds going one, one-eighth miles on the turf. Hey, we got a field of seven here in this one. Six to five on the five. Caro Memories, uh, you know, you really you got Island of Love at five to two. Sterling Crest, four to one. Five to one on Ballet Dancing. But six to five, another heavy favorite. Uh, are you chalking out again, Magic? Kind of. I'm not going with Cairo Memories. I'm going to take the one, Island Love Love. I'm going to go from five to two, second choice here. Um, I think this is uh, a great horse for Phil D'Amato. Uh, Flavin Pratt, before he left town, this was a horse he rode both starts. Um, she lost both times to Lucky Girl, who was a multiple stakes winner on turf. Uh, but this horse was really strong overseas, undefeated, came over here with a lot of potential. And uh, that effort in the Senorita Stakes last time out told me that a mile and an eighth, she hasn't tried it before, but a mile and an eighth should be very well within her uh, wheelhouse. The breeding to me says that she should be able to handle this no problem as well. Uh, so yeah, I, for me, it's, it's sure it's a little chalky, but it's not, it's not the six to five favorite, who I think because she has that mile and eighth win is going to get very heavily bet and will definitely be like, not quite Brickyard ride price, but pretty damn close. 
What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm debating here. I, I like Sterling Crest mainly because it's come out of two straight, going a mile, mile and an eighth, running second, but lost to you know Island of Love and Cairo Memories and barely beat Golden Dragon Queen. So it's like these have all been running against each other. Moving out of Baltus is not probably a good thing at this point. You probably want to keep the Baltus uh, juice running. So probably not the best of choices to choose there. So Ballet Dancers, the Ballet Dancing, was somewhat interesting mainly because I think she's going to go higher than five to one. Um, just winning a maiden last out after 200 days off so maybe slips below you know goes up seven eight to one and may have a chance of running there the, the speed figures don't actually fit so you're asking for a big step forward but a Megalodoro second out as a three-year-old let's go with maybe a chance so um but yeah Cairo memory seems to make a lot of sense because it's Santa Anita and um Chalk is always going to win apparently <laughs> I'll be interested to know how the two gets bet like you said because you know this is a horse that as looks the part like a big purchase price simon callahan you know you got tabern smith i mean you got the like you've got these connections and i mean look like debut runs well uh gets beat finishes third as you know coming on now bounces back after you say that long uh, break and looks really good uh yeah, improves buyer a uh, buyer big time and you know all things you say she should run she should improve off of that again the fact that simon is is opted to run from that maiden special weight uh to this to a graded stakes tells you what they kind of think of the horse or at least what the expectations are uh of the horse and is yeah so to me if you can get that five to one or anywhere near that five to one i think that is the value of the race no doubt about it because we just don't know what she is whereas a few of these in here you kind of feel like you know you, we know what they are and now yeah she then the key with the two is she she will have to improve and i'm banking on that improvement because of what we've seen from her in the past and kind of the expectations of running her here so you're hoping for the improvement i think you're getting the price uh if you can get that price i love her uh number two uh ballet dancing not a bad pick there she's just one that i was a little worried about stepping up to this level but uh you know that one i'll definitely be keeping an eye on because i think she's got a big future ahead of her she also to me uh, a lot of her family did better on dirt than turf if she ends up not winning this race, watch for her to make a switch to the dirt at some point this summer, especially Del Mar. All right, let's go to Monday, the holiday on Monday. Race four, Santa Anita Hollywood Gold Cup. Grade one, 400K for three-year-olds and up, going a mile and a quarter, field of five. Lines up for this, and we don't have odds out yet. Uh, so you can kind of just assume Royal Ships, Spielberg defunded, Stiletto Boy, and there goes Harvard, the one horse. You, you got the, uh, the McCarthy slash Baffert barn invading here. I've taken a stand. I'm officially on that stand. I'm not playing any of these horses until I see Bob Baffert's name listed as any of these horses trainers. So where are you going, Magic? Uh, I am going with the horse that I was all over to win this last year uh, when I was standing on the rail with Geist and his wife and daughters, and it was fantastic. And then Royal Ships somehow got <laughs> caught by Country Grammar, and I'll never forget, we're standing on the rail, and we see Royal Ship make that beautiful move around Country Grammar, who looks done. And out of nowhere, Country Grammar just finds that next oh, gear. The like old re-break. And Royal Ship is just in front at the rail. Country Grammar, resilient, fighting back, retaking the lead. And it's Country Grammar and Flavian Pratt to win the Hollywood Gold Cup. The old re-break. And literally, Geist and I both at the same time scream, 
Break, 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 break. The whole stretch as he's going. Like, we lost money because of Royal Ship, but, like, you know, we're still screaming because uh, it was just too funny that it happened right there in front of us. There's no country grammar who is probably the best dirt handicapper in the world right now. Um, I think that that John Shear mile stakes set him up perfectly for this. It was a nice return from a long break after running a mile and a quarter. We know that he can handle this before. So um, if there wasn't, if there was a layoff, I wouldn't be using Royal Ship. But I love this horse. I love Richard Mandela so much. I trust that he's going to have this horse ready for this grade one spot. What about you, Nick? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand how Irad Ortiz is going to California on Monday. Like, what's he doing? Like, he's riding one horse. So that that alone is somewhat interesting to me. Um, not enough to have one that lost or one on the turf last out. So it's like, well, okay, why, why, why now are you going back to there? Because you haven't really been great there either. Um, I have a love affair with, affair with Spielberg, who I've probably lost more money than any other horse I can think of. <laughs> it won at Del Mar, like its first race. And I was like, oh my God, I found the first horse. I finally found it's great. And it sucks. Um, so he's one that I've always loved, but I think he's a seven furlong type. So um, I'm going to default into Spielberg or into Stiletto Boy. Um, he doesn't like to go a mile and a quarter because he got beat at the Sandy the Handicap, but he, he looked good at the Californian. So let's hope that the track is really fast like uh, Pimlico was last week. And maybe he'll just hold on all the way around and they won't be able to keep up with him. So I'll, I'll kind of default into Stiletto Boy, but Royal Ship probably makes the most sense. So I don't know. I'm probably probably pick one and hope and hope you get three, four to one in a five horse field. <laughs> I'm uh, like, well, you know, whenever you have to get past a few of these that are, like I said, former Bafferts, that makes it a little bit easier because I'm only picking from a few. And I like Royal Ship. I, I, you know, that effort on the on the, the return after the layoff, that was nice. That was really nice. And, uh, you know, he's obviously a horse that is, is runs, can run big races, has ran big races. Um, but he's also a horse, like Magic said, can be frustrating or can, you know, but surely there's not a rebreak in here, right? Because... Like I said, we, we we don't have what the Baffer guy listed. So I'm with uh, I'm with Magic. I think Royal Sh it's Royal Ships to lose. Um, you I don't I, you, this Royal Ship be the favorite, right? Magic. Yeah. Uh, I think Stiletto Boy is gonna be favored. Really? Yep. Really? There's a lot, well, there's a lot the of back. steam. There's a lot of steam yeah. on Stiletto Boy. Well, I hope he is. That'd be great if we can get the California is the local prep for this, and he won yeah. that easily despite facing three horses, two of them donkeys. So. All right, let's go to race five on Monday at Santa Anita. The Shoemaker Mile, grade one, 500K for three-year-olds and up going one mile on the turf. It is a Breeders' Cup win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup FanDuel Mile uh, November 4th and 5th at Keeneland for the Breeders' Cup World Championship. So you win this race, you are in the FanDuel Mile at the Breeders' Cup. Field of six lines up here. Master Fox Sounds count again. Haywood, uh, Haywood's Beach, Dan Samo. Smooth like straight and uh, restrained, uh, restrained vengeance magic. I know, I, I, I just know you're gonna pick smooth like straight. I know it. It doesn't matter who's on the horse. <laughs> I was going to pick smooth like straight. But I then, have been in. You saw it. You're like. I literally, you should see my notes. I'm not going to screen share it because there's some words literally in my notes where I just couldn't believe that this is like, you're giving me one of the most honest, uh, hardest trying, most talented, not, not raw talent, but just like a uh, combination when he puts it together at a turf mile. That's the one of the best in America, if not the best that we have right now. Um, the Europeans can, and Sadashi in Japan can still certainly win, but this horse is so 
goddamn good. And it's interesting that Flavin Pratt's riding when Reese Bully's been his long rider. Reese Bully didn't lose the mount so much as he and Pratt both left town at the same time. And then Pratt was like, hey, I'm going to be back in town for Memorial Day. So his agent did the right thing and blocked up a bunch of mounts. And then Reese Bleed still hasn't won a race since, I think, like April when he's, you know, the first time he left California. And then he decided he's coming back to California, but he lost all of his good mounts because he made the decision too late. So you're putting the best jockey in the world aboard the best horse in the race, one of the best turf milers in the country, if not the world. I, smooth like straight. I mean, like, I don't care. Like, three to five, I'm going to play this horse. I'm going to pound this horse. I love this horse. If you couldn't tell, <laughs> yeah, I don't, Nick, I don't know if you could tell that I love this horse. Yeah, yeah I mean, smooth like straight's the the best turf horse by far in California, which you know contradicts what I just said about Brickyard right about twelve minutes ago. But you know, we'll just pretend like I didn't say that, that he was the best horse. Um, the one that is interesting here that is probably going to be a prices restrained vengeance, who hasn't ran on the he ran on the turf last out at Golden Gate, did poorly, but he had a terrible. He was out wide. He was fourteenth. In the San Francisco Mile, he had no shot, and he did close relatively well. But you got to go back um, to Eddie Reed back in July at Del Mar. He lost all these horses. But the one before that, the American, this same or um, the American at Santa Anita on a mile, he won at a good time form number. He's kind of hit that 117, 118 time form, which is nowhere near what smooth like straight runs is 120, 125. So I don't think he has a chance of beating him. But the underneath with Restrained Vengeance probably makes the exact worth something. Um, otherwise, Master of Foxhounds is weird. He just keeps showing up. He feels like he's 12 years old, but he's been like, it feels like a million races. But he, he's the other one that I kind of like underneath. But yeah, Smooth Like Straight's definitely the, the play here. Yep, I agree. Uh, what do you mean to say? I mean, Magic kind of said it, said it all, right? I mean, what, gotcha. what, what, what can I add to that, right? Uh, Smooth Like Straight was I'm, seven straight buyers, uh, triple digit buyers. Then you, then you get to say, oh, now we're going to add Pratt. Okay. Okay. He was a half length away from beating Space Blues in the Breeders' Cup last year. I know it was at Delmar, but then he went to Keeneland and he should have won the Maker's Mark Mile. Cheryl Spite, I still don't understand how that horse won. But and and you know he got beat by uh, Mason and Cheryl Cheryl Spite, but Mason came back to horse. He beat like two horses, one horse. I don't. It was two horses, I think. Three horse field at at, at the Belmont, but he looked good. Okay, all right. And and a win is a win, Jared. Yeah, I don't know. He came back to win. That's all you need to know. So, yeah, I, I like Smooth Like Straight. He's a true horse. And now you're getting – no no offense to Rispoli, but come on. You're getting you're giving, you're getting <laughs> Mr. Pratt Daddy aboard. So, I'm with you guys. Smooth Like Straight, I like him on uh, to win. And obviously – you know what? And that's another thing. Like, he belongs in the Breeders' Cup, right? He, he, he'll be there anyways. Just get him a ticket. Get, he needs to get in there. So, there you go. Smooth Like Straight uh, in the Shoemaker Mile. All right. And finally, on uh, Monday at Santina Park, we will go to race 10, the Gamely Stakes, grade one, 400K, Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and up, one, one, one-eighth miles on the turf, field of eight. Hey, we got a larger field here, Magic. Field of eight lines up. It's uh, going global. Can Pratt do it again on going global for Field D'Amato? Absolutely. Not even a question. This horse is, is a half length away from being undefeated on American turf. She's done it against older horses twice. Uh, forget the American Oaks race when it was off turf. Uh, just did not even belong in that spot. They just figured, why not? Let's give it a try. But uh, didn't work. Doesn't matter. This horse is second off of the layoff, second at age four. Uh, she looked amazing, you know, in her first time at age four, which is always when you have that question mark. But we don't have to worry about that. Jared, we're second off the layoff here. 
Pratt Daddy's going to get it done. I, honestly, Flavian Pratt's going to come in on Monday and go from second in the jockey rankings to first. Like, I know the math doesn't work out, but he's going to do it. He's just that good. So, yeah, Jared, for me, uh, going global, but did you talk out with me? Did I? Yeah, did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I love going global here. I, 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 And I, it was like one of those things that I would have probably picked going global at it, not even like without Pratt. And then it's like Pratt gets aboard. And I'm like, oh, back aboard, I should say. Yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's perfect. So, yeah, I, I just think this horse is, um, it's kind of like you said, it's, it has kind of turned, uh, it, like has kind of became this horse that we kind of thought this horse might be earlier in her career. And geez, man, like like you say, other than that one, you know, brutal loss on the San Clemente, and then of course, you know, the American Oaks, on, you know, whatever, like you can, that was off the turf, so it doesn't count, right? Um, like what what has she done wrong? She's a true horse. She comes every time, and you've got again, it could be a big day for Pratt. So I'm with you guys on going global. What do you think, Nick? I going globals again, the best horse here. Um, I think canoodling is interesting though. Uh, Juan Hernandez is probably my favorite jockey because he said hi to me at Golden Gate Fields one time. So since then, me and Juan Hernandez have this like great friendship. I just bet on him when I feel like he has a chance. The, he, she won last out. Going the fastest she's gone, it was a really good race. Just she wired the field. And so in this case, if she can get the lead, which is a, a big if, obviously. Um, but I think she has a shot of wiring if she can get in front and kind of hold on. Now, with that said, Going Global is going to win. But canoodling is the interesting one to me that I think has at least a chance to be a, a fun play as opposed to, you know, just the obvious going global here. I mean, plus you got the cool name in canoodling, right? I mean, that's, that's my favorite is whenever you have a, a – anyways. Um, all right. So you let's, let's flip over. We will get back to uh, this in a second. But let's talk – Magic, I know you got to go. Do you want to talk winning colors or do you want to talk watch this race and then – then we'll talk me and Nick and do any clothes. Uh, Wisconsin's my pick. I'm going all chalk again. I'm sure she's going to be a short price. So, yeah, I do have to take off. I've got to go get my son uh, from daycare. But uh, good luck to you, Jared. I know you've got uh, the six you're trying to get back up on top here in the tournament. So, um, good luck to you. Well, and actually, no, you're blocked by Mark and John. I'm so screwed. Six, I'm if screwed. The, if the six wins, you're going to be in the money. You're, you could be at least third place. But, uh um, I've got the two, which is bad news for second place, Ken Falk. Buddy, you're in the chat. I'm so sorry. I've been bad all day, and you've got the two with me. Um, Nick, thanks for joining and for helping me out, and you are finishing better than me. Courtney Clark, you're stuck behind me forever, so I'm so sorry. I will not be last last, at least, so I can at least leave with my head high. So uh, thanks again, everybody. Um, uh, Magic Mike Show did uh, Lone Star. I see people asking about Sexton Mile. Uh, we did Lone Star, uh, and we've got the preview for that up on the site. So check out the YouTube channel. See ya. Tell Bye, everybody. <laughs> I don't, I'm not used to just leaving the middle of a show like this. <laughs> Finally, we got rid of him. That's God. All right, Nick, are you ready to bring this home? Oh, yeah. I've been paying all attention to Churchill since the Derby. It's all I've been watching. So I, I pulled it up. I figured out that it was on Monday as opposed to Sunday when I was capping the uh, the stakes race on uh, Sunday. It turns out I was looking the wrong one. So uh, we'll go through this one quickly. All right. So we are, let's talk, let's watch this race. Two minutes to post here. Favorite is on the two. Uh, yeah, I'm screwed. You know, I see John and Ken on the chat here, but Mark and John are both ahead of me with the six. And so even if the six wins, the best I got here is, uh, is third. And that that's a killer, that damn two getting DQ'd. I would get, at least have enough points 
to stay right there with, you know, in the top three, top two, and uh, then the six wins, obviously, I could win the thing. But yeah, that, that last race hurt. But it looks like from the winner standpoint, this is between a four, two, and six, I think. Unless. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd a be seven. it, right? Yeah. No, the seven. Have a nice queen. Well, 17 to 1. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So. It, would be, it, would, it would be so solid for <laughs> him to win this with the seven. So. All right. Well, the seven, I guess we'll fix, throw it in. But two, four, six, and seven have a shot here. Um, what's the eight at? Um, five, two, no. Two. Okay. Yeah. So no. Yeah, they're all they're all under single digit except for the seven at 17 to 1. And of course, that's the one it might I was like, yeah, that one makes sense. Well, that's, you know, he hit one earlier today. That was a big prize, so wouldn't be yeah. shocking. Uh, Tang, you're blocked as well. Yeah, the best you can do is second. Tang, you've got the four, um, which is at nine to two. So, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, that was rough for you. It's rough, yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, it was the right call. Yeah. If it was a yeah. bad call, then you're like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, especially the six wins here, the two getting DQ <laughs> basically cost me the win, right? Yeah, so it absolutely did. Um, but that let's see, let's see where our boy Magic. Oh, look at that, fifteen sixty. You're not last, so and and you secured not last because you got the same horse as uh, as uh, as Courtney. Sorry, Courtney, I didn't mean to bash you. But what happened, Doctor Tang? Your your real entry is third to last. So I'd like to know. <laughs> What happened there? Um, apparently, you need to play two every time. And Halterman, you're not doing so well, Halterman, sitting there in 23rd. Um, let's see, where are you at? Not the, I'm right not behind the... Alterman, so we got we need the four to beat the two. Get some money okay. off of jump Aaron, make me feel better about myself. <laughs> so like Will for now, I was trying to beat like one random person at a time. Like, all right, I got 22nd this time. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, what I, what I do in this is I'm I'm, I'm awful, and then I here two things happen. One, I'm just awful, and I finish like <laughs> mid pack. Or two, I hit one in the very end that puts me all the way to like fifth, and it really did nothing but yeah. piss me off. It makes so, it worse. It's like no, ah, just my alternate. Yeah, they're off. Two's out. Yeah, they're off. Let's see. It's hard to get really excited about a starter allowance on the turf. Yeah, there they go. They're, <laughs> they're, they're running now. They're around the turn, and, and they're running. Check back in five minutes, and they will be yeah. finishing this race. So, well, pretty quick quarter mile. They won 21, 21 and a half, 23 and a half. Just kidding. Nope, this slow. Let's see here. Where is the six? Six and last. All right, that's great. Yeah. There we go. Just yeah. where we want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So two is gonna. If you got the two here, if you're looking at, uh, see, Nick Ken, you gotta love this, right? The two is getting the trip you wanted, uh, a lonely. In seven seconds. Yeah, and you got your three to one. So it's, you know, at least it's like yeah. one of the better horses. So um, this is one of my favorite angles. Is when you have a horse, just you know, it's like go to the lead and see if they can finish the race. And this horse looks good, Ken. This yeah. is gonna be brutal if you lose this thing. I mean, he's. Oh, so slow. It's a minute twelve for three quarters, too. So fours is living up. Six is making the run. Six has got. Uh, let's see, five. Yep. Five is moving, but no, that's um, two's just gonna take. No him. fives that are gonna make any 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 move here. The two. It's up to the two or the six. Looks like. 
Yeah. Oh. Two's gonna Six be is going to have to be a lot lot the best. The two. I think it's going to be the two, folks. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-oh. 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 He's right. <laughs> so you don't call the races of the eighth? Yeah. <laughs> look at this. You would think the two, the, the two, oh, look at the six. Look at the six. Oh, no. You're behind. Oh. oh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow, that six was flying late. I thought the two had it locked up. Yeah, at that rate and the speed they were going, no reason to not take that one. That six was good. Wow. And at six to one. Oh, that one hurts. Sure. Mark. Mark Devine. Got the win. And John's going to jump up there. John's going to come oh, early second. second. Yeah. You're going to be third or fourth? Oh, yeah. Probably third. fourth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be third. Hmm. I think. Well, because well, the two got second. Yeah. Yeah. So the two was favorite, so it's going to be close. Yeah. I got six to one on the six. No, I'll have it. Yeah. Yeah, you so, man, that's a that's <laughs> a brutal day. <laughs> mm. All right, well, <laughs> a sixteen dollar winner, a nineteen dollar winner, and then that one's gonna be a fourteen. Yeah, and uh, oh. yeah, that's. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna write a letter to the stewards at San Diego. <laughs> All right, there you go. Like, yeah, you see, he went this <laughs> way, and then he went that way, and the course had no way around. And then, yeah, that, that's why he came down here. It's like, listen, I had one hundred and twenty-seven dollars that I could have won <laughs> because of you guys. I want my money back. And like, yeah. uh, let's see, John. Yeah, NHC, here I come. Uh, let's see who. Let's see, anybody else have the six down here? There are some sixes. Amber. Yeah. There you go, Amber. Shoddy, you got a few. Uh, you got moved bumped up big time. That's gonna pad the bank for a little bit. Brett. Looks like Brett's probably gonna end up in uh, fourth. Amber, that might have done enough for you to get um, uh, close to fifth, fifth or sixth. So, yeah, sorry, Ken. That was – that's bad. That's – I'm bitching about my loss, like my DQ. He deserved to be DQ'd in the last race. That one is just – when you have a lead the whole way and and yeah. this this race caller here called, pretty much called you the winner, I think. Um, that's disgusting. That when you're saying it's a mid 12 for three quarters, you got nowhere to go, you can't lose. And the eighth ball, you know, yeah, he's got it. no, no chance. Well, you know, the bit and the biggest thing was is not just you, you look at him and then you scan back, and the, at that he's point, the back. six was doing nothing. Yeah, I thought the six was gonna go backwards, and then all of a sudden, here he comes. So, uh, yeah, you could blame Magic Ken because he left, yeah. so obviously, something that the juju kind of got messed up when he he went he left so all right that's a wrap thanks everybody uh we'll, we'll get to rapid fire here in a second but thanks everybody who played in this and uh obviously we do these bi-weekly so we'll be back in two weeks uh which is gosh that is that belmont yeah, they, before yeah that's belmont eve there you go so we'll do two weeks prior to pad that bankroll for the uh, for the belmont uh, all you gotta do is be a subscriber, AC News Premium subscriber. You'll get uh, invited into these for free. You just gotta enter. And of course, today we had 29 playing, uh, so cash prize 127 for uh, uh, for Mark, uh, John. You're gonna get 89. I'll get 38. And then on top of that, uh, Mark, you get the 150 dollars uh, credit to 
horse tourneys. So that gets you padded. You can play some uh, bigger tournaments uh, at horse tourneys tomorrow as well. And anything you want to play in these again. So uh, congrats to uh, Mark and John and Ken. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all I can say. But hope you hope you come back. <laughs> hope you come back. All right. Let's go back to... Monday at Churchill Downs, uh, the final one we're going to talk about on Rapid Fire. Race 8, the winning color stakes, grade 3, 200K for Phillies Mayors, 4-year-olds and up, going 6 furlongs, still 6 lines up here, 6-5 to five on the 3, Sconson. Magic gave his pick as he exited. He likes Sconson here. What do you think, Nick? Um, I was going to play against Sconson because he wants to close, she wants to close, um, and it's a slow pace, and I'm like, oh, look at the blue bar and time forward. It's going to be slow, she can't close, and then the last four races she's closed in the slow paces that look just like this so um if she doesn't win i'd be kind of shocked in a six to five not really telling you a whole lot uh euphoric going gate to wire kind of sort of maybe but probably not so yeah Wisconsin for me yeah I, it, it just i don't know like you I'm, i kind of the way i approach any of these races with, with a heavy favorite you think it's gonna be a heavy favorite it's like okay let, let's let's beat her let's beat them <laughs> this one you just go through and you say, well, gosh, I mean, even though the horse, you know, has lost some races, this horse did win this race last year. This horse is very good at Churchill Downs. Four wins and seven starts, two seconds. Loves this distance. Two wins and three starts, one second. And on top it off, this ain't no grade one. This isn't a great, you know, this isn't the yeah. Madison. This isn't the Derby City Distaff. This is the winning colors. And yeah. There's five other horses that she needs to beat. So yeah. your only concern with Wisconsin is the break, is the layoff. You know, like how is you know how is she going to be off the layoff? But let's just keep in mind that her last two starts, she got beat by Gamine and Cece, and then the next start she beat she beat Bell's the one at Churchill Downs. She Bell's the one likes Churchill. So this there's no bells the one there's certainly no gamine here there's no you know there's no cc in this race so i think sconson's easily the one to beat uh nick and i both like sconson in the winning colors let's see yeah what are the yeah so i got third um yeah mark 78 78 80 mark wins by 80 cents oh that's brutal ken fourth um yeah amber both your entries uh seventh and eighth so yeah another another top 10 run up uh dr tang got ninth and Lori was 10th alterman made a move oh he had the sixth tier there too so look at that alterman got you got your, your entry looks better with that sixth win in the last race that was fun that's what's fun about these. Again, I, I, you know, when I played tournaments, I, I, I got into playing a lot of tournaments last year, and uh, you start to learn. One, you become way better at picking long shots, and yeah. two, you learn so much about pace and 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 these circuits. Like you start to learn more about Santanita, and I'm not talking like Santanita like Saturday, but you know, yeah. the California bread. <laughs> Bait and claiming, you know what I mean? You start to learn more about those and play those and because you have to. And uh, it be, I think it makes you a better handicapper, even though the, there's, you know, you, it's obviously a different strategy that goes into playing tournaments versus just straight up picking winners and handicapping at the track. Yeah. It certainly makes you a better handicapper, wouldn't you say? 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's like with Samich playing the seven there. He's the only one playing the seven. He knows he's probably the only one playing the seven. So if the seven does just somehow pull that off, it's like, oh, he jumps from 12th to first because he got that one long shot. So it's why he's so good at the NHC and that $2 win place type thing. It's like those are hard to play and they're hard to pick winners. You know, like I said, I picked, I was like, oh, look at all this chalk we're going to get today. All chalk. And then I end up in, you know, 26 because it's not all chalk. But it wasn't like there was some super long price. I mean, what the leader was at 72, which is, you know, a big number, but it's not like some crazy long shots game. And it was some good bid price numbers. You hit two or three of them and you, you run up the score pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah, there really wasn't any like massive prices. They were like yeah. six to 12 to one, that range, you yeah. know. The, the which when you're, bet, when you're betting those $2, you get the win and the place. And that's always the part that I forget. It's like the place, it pays like $8 when you get to four to one, or it pays $10. It's like that racks up numbers quick. It's like winning on a eight to five with a winner, you get the four to one on, on the place money. That, that money adds up quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the uh, unfaithful ways there in the last was six to one, I think, and paid 660 to place. So, yeah. Um, fifteen twenty, And that, you know, and that uh, fifteen twenty to win. So, yeah, that's the place is, is huge. And that's why a lot of times you'll have these horses that uh, it, it, why it doesn't make a lot of sense to play like a four to five or three to five in these tournaments because that horse wins. And then the horse that gets second maybe is 10 to one. Well, if you had the second place horse, you're probably moving past the guy that had the winner because four to five ain't going to get you very far. But if you're 20 to one gets up for second, that place money will. Yep. Um, so it happens all the time. And that's why it makes a lot of sense. To, and that's another, just another example of strategy that goes into these. Um, and obviously a very good reason why, you know, with Samich, a lot of these tournaments he plays, especially the live ones that are live, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, you can see your position. Like for you, for instance, you know, if you struggle today, you get towards these last races, you're like, well, I got to take shots because I have to. Yeah. And yeah. that obviously changes the game completely. These are pick and pray tournaments that we play here, um, which means you put all the picks in beforehand. And then so it gets you in a tough situation if you are behind the eight ball towards the end and all you have are favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was so- on three to ones there and four to ones at the end. It's like, well, even if I hit all of them, it's like, all right, I'll move up into the 10th place and who cares? It's not worth the play. Yeah. So, you know, the last <laughs> ones are, are interesting that way. I mean, freaking pick and pray have their place so and they're really interesting because it really helps to pick who's going to be the favorite right when you get the two to one and the five to two and the three to one in the morning lines and you're like oh no that one's going to go off at four to five and the one that's five to two scoots up to four to one you actually can get some value that way too yep all right that's all the time we have check out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page click the get racing news premium button at the menu at racingnews.com to learn more remember to go get your hands on it's available soon the inside track to the 2022 Belmont Stakes Racing Festival wager guide, nine graded stakes, uh, Belmont Stakes Day, eight grade ones worth $6 million in purses, three Breeders' Cup winning or in races on the card. We're just, we decided we would just, instead of just doing a Belmont Stakes wager guide, we're just going to have the whole day of, of racing. So nine graded stakes, eight grade ones, the Belmont Stakes, or inside track to the 2022 Belmont Stakes Racing Festival wager guide will, will be available soon at racingnews.com. Make sure you go check that out. Remember, we are your destination site for all free horse racing picks to all the major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter at Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places you listen to your podcast. We are available for each YouTube or each episode. You can also find us on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, the Magic Mike Show. We had some people asking about Lone Star. Lone Star Monday All Stakes Late Pick Five Preview. You can go get that on the Magic Mike Show, all the same podcast channels, of course, on our YouTube page as well. And Mike Savage is at Lone Star. I think he just arrived uh, just now, here just recently. 
Um, so he's there as well. So I'm sure he'll be doing some live tweeting uh, this weekend at Lone Star. He's playing in a few tournaments. And, of course, he'll be uh, there for the action uh, on Monday as well. All right, Nick. You know, I never – Never, you know, I've gone, I've gone from Halterman. Somehow, magic got mixed in, and now I'm to you. Yeah, some random guy in his RV here in motorcycles, right? By on my way camping. I, I don't know what that's. I think it speaks more about me. Like, does no yeah. one want to be on these shows with me anymore? Is that what yeah. we've come down to? I'm sweating over here. Like, I feel like, oh my god, you can't see how bad I'm sweating. I'm drinking water. I'm throwing water on myself. <laughs> Turn my camera off real quick. I do have to give myself a plug real quick. We do a YouTube. Show show and we do the first the daily double on santa anita so watch us on youtube all right what's, what's the youtube channel my my friend uh i forgot his name how bad is that <laughs> gerald conspiracy <laughs> what's, what's, what's the what's the what's the the pot or what's the channel gerald gerald is Contreras. okay so just his name right. so it's just us so there you go cool go check him out on youtube for more santa anita of course and nick thank you as you know what this has probably been my best guess of the day so I don't, the right. bar was the bar was set real high with magic but <laughs> all right i pre- i appreciate you having you on and uh thanks for uh, for joining us giving your picks i'm jared welch hicks he's nick sievers good luck this weekend guys RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first. 